Welcome to the Faith Church Peshtigo podcast. You can connect with us online at faithpeshtigo.com. We're also on Facebook. Just search for Faith Church Peshtigo. Today's podcast features a conversation between Pastor Jay and Pastor Robbie talking about the sermon from June 6th, 2021. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Faith Church podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jay, and joining me today is Pastor Robbie. Hello, everyone. Glad that you're listening today. Yeah. Now, Robbie, because last week, I, I think it was one of the best podcasts we've ever done, and we planned nothing for yes. it. Uh huh. I think the fruit uh-huh. of that is just that the lesson that we take away from I'm that. Concerned where this is going. Yeah, I think the lesson is we never should plan anything ever again. That's exactly what I was afraid you were going to say. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. Full disclosure, I told you a few minutes ago. I said, hey, we should record the podcast. Yes. And you said, oh. <laughs> Is that a quote? That's a that's a pretty direct quote. Yeah. Not because you don't enjoy doing the podcast. Like, Correct. that should be clear. It's I do the, enjoy it. It's the spontaneity. That it's is, the let's do it right now, and I've already hit record. Yes. That part. That part stresses me out a little bit. And then as you were like, okay, you, you know, you're a trooper, so you said, well, let's... All right, let's do it. Then you I'm said, upward. yeah, then you said, I have a headache. Yes. I'm playing injured today. You're playing injured. And I, and, and I pointed out that usually hanging out with me is not a good cure for a headache. Like nobody has ever said, you know, what a natural cure for a headache is my head out really hurts. I, I need to find Jay yeah. so that he can share thoughts with me to soothe, <laughs> soothe my mind, my troubled mind. I have a man. I just realized how often I'm connected to headaches. Oh, interesting. I feel like I'm always around. It's like Do we have time to explore this? I don't know. It's like those movies, you know, where you where every time there's a scene of some kind of accident or something, like mm-hmm. there's always just one guy that's there at each one and then you start to say, "Wait a second. There might be a might be a connection here." Jay is the Forrest Gump of headaches. In I, every picture of somebody having a headache, Jay is in the background. I'm having flashbacks to all the times people have said to me, man, I have a headache. <laughs> I feel like it's more than the average person. The, mon- like, the montage yeah, of, yeah. of all of those scenes. Yeah. I think it's more than the average person. Oh gosh, that would be such a great video. I'm picturing like at the end, it's just everyone's fine. You step into the room right. in the background and someone goes, oh. <laughs> yeah, that's the... I don't know what to do with this. It didn't, it didn't quite play as well of me holding my yeah. head in pain uh, over the air, but that's true. Yeah, nobody that saw. Been, that's a b- better visual bit. I think they saw it though. I think you sold it with your voice. Oh, thanks. And they saw it. So speaking of headaches, yes. This weekend, the sermon may have <laughs> given some people a headache. I, I think I can blame some of that on dehydration. I at least a portion of that yeah. is due to the dehydration. Yeah. Oh, I thought I thought this weekend was really helpful. I did some really good conversations afterwards. What? What do you got? What's happening? I'm sorry. I started laughing. You just, <laughs> you just stared at me like <laughs> you're gonna talk, right? Yeah. And then when you realize I'm not, you're like, uh, okay, no, I, here I we thought, go. Uh, I thought the sermon uh, was good. Sure. Yeah. It was swell. They don't know that the the 90 seconds that we did in preparation for this, I asked you for your thoughts. Like, did you have any thoughts of the sermon? And you said, and I quote. Uh, I thought it was good. <laughs> that is, 
That is what you... With just a little bit of the the, the upturn at the end. I thought it was good. Translation, it was not terrible, and I remember nothing from it. That's that's the translation of that. False. Uh Uh-huh. No, it's because you caught me off guard. The the seat of the pants flying is not my wheelhouse. Nobody responded. I have to think about things. Nobody responded about what the seat... No, that was disappointing. disappointing. Come on, people. counting on you listeners to explain to us where that phrase comes from. Flying by the seat of our pants. And I have to ask Part two. Google's myself. Part two. Uh, no. So this weekend. <laughs> this weekend. So there was a sermon <laughs> on Sunday. Um, I think people. Dude, are... I thought it was really helpful. I thought we. I had some really great follow-up conversations. Uh, I had one hilarious follow-up conversation with somebody who did not hear it and. Uh, and I said, uh, I said, Oh, did you listen to the the sermon yet? And they said, uh, no, not yet. I said, Oh, well, you know, is God, you feel like God's teaching anything right now? And, and they said something along the lines of, well, I just, uh, I feel like there's a lot of things I'm praying about and I just haven't gotten any answers. And so I think I'm just like doing a lot of waiting. I thought you should, you should definitely listen to the sermon as soon as possible. (laughs) It's it's a bummer that you missed that. Yeah. Um, so thank you, technology. They can go back and and listen and no doubt be blessed by that. Yeah. Hopefully that. Yeah, that's great. So so do we have I, anything I, can to I say ask about a question? Yeah, you can. I was just thinking, like, do we should we just talk about all the people who missed listening to it, or should we <laughs> should we actually talk about the sermon? <laughs> and then I had a conversation listen, with this other guy so, who was like, "Nope, totally missed it." Hey, I so in conclusion, if you're if you're discouraged by the Holy Spirit working miraculously in people's lives <laughs> in a timely manner, this is that's cool. This is the but least helpful podcast. This see, this is what happens. See, no. last one lightning no. struck, and you're like, "Hey, maybe we can get lightning to strike in the exact same spot again this yes. week." And we're going to, Ask even though there's no Here clouds. We're in, yeah. Here it is. You ready for it? Yep. So, waiting. Tell me about that. Yes. Uh, specifically. <laughs> Terrible question. So, so you, you it's I I love that phrase uh, of do we do we want what God is doing in us through the waiting more than we want the thing that we're waiting for? I think that is a really great question for us to ask when we're in the midst of that struggle because waiting waiting is incredibly difficult like there's so many different contexts where that takes place and 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 so i have no doubt that that hit a huge percentage of our congregation um but because you know it's different personalities it's different circumstances there's all kinds of things wrapped up in that we're all bringing our own thing into that um what what would you say to the person who says okay like i'm not i'm not 100 percent there like i'm not i can't look at my situation right now and say I 100% only care about what God is doing in me right now. Um, so the two questions are, number one, what if what, are you saying that it's wrong to want something? Like, it, like, should I feel bad that I want this thing at all? Or should I really just want, I mean, obviously we want what God wants for us, but, but if we're saying... I want what God wants for me in the waiting more than I want the thing. Is it wrong for me to want the thing in the first place? Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to ask both of them. And number two, um, what if I go, okay, I, I get it. I do want what God wants for me in the thing, but how, 
how? Like, that hasn't been my priority. You literally just brought that to my attention for the first right. time. I've never thought about that before. So right now, I only know how to want the thing I want. How 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 do I pursue like what God wants for me in the waiting? Yeah, I think I think those are connected. There's a lot of questions. That were, that wasn't just two. That was a lot. So I'll try to I'll try to attack those in whatever order seems to make sense. I have full confidence in my attacking abilities. Um, so one is. I probably, honestly, I probably skipped a step in there. Um, I I, try, I kind of meshed them together. But kind of the first step is that, it, like, do I believe that God is doing something, I mean, in the waiting? So that would be mm-hmm. like step one yeah. is, am I aware that God is not just, that I'm not waiting like a kid waiting after school to be picked up by their mom or their dad. Right. And they're off doing something else. And so they can't be there too. And so I just have to wait because, like, wait my turn. So that's like number one is to realize, no, God is very present in our waiting. So do I believe that he is with me and present in my waiting, that he is actually waiting with me also, like he's there, if that okay. makes sense. with you so far. So, I believe that. So, if I, so, so then the question is, do I believe that he is doing something purposeful in me in the waiting? So that goes to the question of, do I believe that God is sovereign over this waiting or do I believe he's just kind of acting in the midst of this thing that yeah. he's not in control of. So now you're talking about, okay, now he's not the parent who's just out there somewhere and maybe coming and picking me up, but now maybe he's the friend that's sitting with me on the curb while I'm waiting to come pick me up, you know, while I'm waiting for someone to come pick me up, and they're making the best of the situation yeah. with me. So I think that's a really important distinction because right. you can feel like, like, yeah, I totally believe God has a sovereign plan, and we're just waiting until his sovereign plan can kick in. Right. Right. Because that's that's the thing. So even if I'm right. if what I am waiting on is something that is absolutely God glorifying, and we would all agree that's totally biblical, that's exactly what Jesus would want you to wait for. I can still feel like, so why won't God like just do that? Institute the sovereign part of his plan. Like, why are we all just hanging out? Right. But to but to realize the 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 waiting is also part of the sovereign plan. Yeah. Yeah, it's That's not good. it's not just kind of spinning it or or just making the best making lemonade out of lemons or anything no. like that. It's it's it is that is part of the plan. Like the sovereign things that he is accomplishing is accomplished. Those things are prepared and they are they are being accomplished in in the waiting. So once you once you get that, so you so you believe that he is present with you in the waiting. He um he is actively like it purposefully doing something in the waiting now i can start to address the question of do i believe that that thing he's doing is better than what i'm actually wanting in the moment because Mm -hmm. god god doesn't god never has an issue with priorities right so so you and i find ourselves all the time doing something when we realize i just did a lesser thing Yeah. yeah um and either i do this lesser thing um, because I don't have the ability to do what I think is, you know, more mm. important, or I do it because I get confused. I get kind of in a situation where I, I, I think this thing is really important. And then I, I forsake the, the greater thing. Well, God never does any of that. God is never limited by his ability to do what is most important. God always does what is most important and most critical for his plan at all times. So he's never feeling that was not the best use of my time. Right, never. Right. So he so if we are waiting, it is because he has 
designed and purposed that that is the best possible thing I can be doing in this moment. Now, so if I believe that, do I believe that what he's doing is the most important thing that he could be doing right now? Now I can start to say, well, then I want my desires to be shaped around that. Because if I believe that that is actually better, then I want to want the better thing. I may not, I may not want it at a surface level yet, but if I'm struggling there, if I get all the way to that point, now I can say like, well, I want, I want to want the better thing. So now I need to, I can work on it from that level. Now, we talked about like one of the illustrations of this that I probably should have used was we, we know this to be true in other areas of life. So if my teenager says, I want this thing, like I, you know, my, my kid is getting close to being able to drive. Hmm. And if he says, I want this type of car that I look at and say, well, you don't need that car. I'm not, yeah. I'm not buying you that car. Well, I might very well say to him, you are welcome to work for that. And if you want to work for that and buy that yourself, then, you know, have at it. And, and we would all say like, well, that's, that's good parenting. We don't just always give our kids whatever they want in the moment. Like sometimes right. we say, okay, well, this is, as you're wanting this thing, I want you to go through this process. Now in that process, if my kid learns to work really hard, learns to be creative, learns to be, um, frugal like you know with his with his money and be wise with and understanding that okay if i'm saving up for this thing i'm not gonna buy this double cheeseburger right now because i want this other thing he learns all of those things we would i think all stand there and say well obviously the lessons he learned in that waiting for the thing are far more valuable in his life than that actual car or that video game or whatever the thing is that he wants. Like we would all say, well, yeah, those lessons are far more valuable and, and it's far greater. That's a better thing than even the thing that he's waiting for. Yeah. And he may get all the way to that point and realize the other thing that can happen is our desires are shifted around that. He may get all the way to that point and realize, you know what? I don't actually want this. I don't need right. this. Cause you spend all that time working hard right. to earn that money. You gain a better understanding of the value of money and you go, this is, this might be actually a huge waste of money. I should get this thing that is more responsible or whatever. Like, because that process yeah. teaches you things that you didn't know at the beginning of the process. Yeah. And so I think, I think hopefully that's helpful in the sense that, um, so we, we, I guess the point is that we have these objective things that we see in, in other situations that we can say, well, if that's true about us, if we are, if we know that it is good for us to to take our, our kids through a process where they work for something, where they learn to wait for something, when they delay their gratification, when they, you know, sometimes we give that delayed gratification because we are hoping they come to their senses and realize that that thing actually wasn't that great. Um, if, if we know to do that, how much more does our father who is perfect know to do that with us? And, and unlike us, he is perfect in those plans like he knows exactly what we need to learn he knows exactly how we will learn it and how he will shape us in that so I think all of that goes to this idea of like well, what do I do how do I how do I how do I wait for those things how do I actually believe um, that those things are better because it does it sounds hard on the surface I mean I'm I'm with anybody else in right. that like who wouldn't rather just want to be healed than to go through a, a process of waiting so did I answer the question? Did I answer all of them in that or did I? I thought with with artistic prowess, <laughs> just... you managed to, to answer both of those questions 
and all these sub questions beneath very well. No, what I'm I, dripping with hyperbole right now. <laughs> I, no, I'm not. Just a just a, a whiff of it. Not dripping. Dripping. Um, yeah, I I can I can certainly relate to that. I mean, with our 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 process in adopting our daughter yeah. was four years long. It's a really long time for for over two years of that we knew who our daughter was and just could not get to her and bring her home like that's so i would argue and i think most people would agree that that is a a valuable thing to be waiting for right that's a that is not a just a worldly selfish desire i just want this thing i want this comfort i want this like i want all my daughter to come home and and all sorts of things were preventing that from happening so I don't, I don't think that it, that we should fall into the trap of thinking like, well, wanting a thing, like that's the problem. I should just get to a place where I just, I only want process and I don't want God. Well, it's in, it's in going out, it's in stepping into the process that we're allowed to do that. It's in, it's in desiring the, the yes. great thing that, that sets us on that path that's full of obstacles so that we can learn that the obstacle is not what's preventing us from the, the obstacle is the path that is, that is part of that process that God is teaching us in. And, and we learn extraordinary things about God's provision, about faith, about trust in prayer, like all sorts of things in that process. Um, and so I, I personally like joking aside, I, I found this last Sunday really refreshing because it was a, it was a good reminder of the ways that God has done that for, uh, for me and for my family in the past. And, and anytime you remember ways that God has faithfully taught you things that, that stirs your affections for him, it, it, it helps, uh, recalibrate your perspective of the things that you're enduring right now that, that may feel overwhelming. And then you get that reminder of, wait a minute, look at how he carried us through, this and in a way that wasn't just he helped us endure mm -hmm. but he caused us to flourish in the midst of of painful waiting so i i thought it was i thought it was really great i, I was wondering if you could speak to um like we all we all bring our own stuff into these scenarios and so we're you i mean you and i are wired very differently so you and i would approach waiting very differently how how does just the way God has wired us affect how we can approach waiting. I think that's, I think that's critical. I do want to touch on though to make sure that that's clear is yeah, I'm, I'm not saying that it's wrong to want things. I think we've, we've talked before about, yeah, the, I, I see that a lot where people try to be faithful by just saying, well, I, I don't want to have any expectations. Yep. But really, that's a way of protecting ourselves, and I get it. I'm, yep. I I do that all the time. Like, so if I just don't want anything, then I won't ever be disappointed. But the 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 <laughs> Which thing is a lie. Like that doesn't right. work. No, it doesn't. But it but it it seems like it could, and it can also sometimes feel holy. It can yeah. feel like a godly thing. Like, oh, I just don't want anything. But I think what is really powerful is, yeah, go ahead and want things, but in your wanting them abide in Jesus as you're wanting them. Right. He will refine those desires. He will show you if there's something better. I, re I remember when one of my kids really wanted a video game system. Um, they wanted an Xbox for Christmas. And instead of getting him a an Xbox, we got him, uh, I got him a sports board game. And which is Just not practically the same thing. The same it's, thing. Right. it's practical. Right. It's so, but 
we had so much fun playing it to the point where it's still something that we do together. And it was, it was better. Hmm. Like it, he, he would have never articulated that it was better, no. but it was better. So sometimes God, in our wanting something, God shifts it and says, you know what? I, I know you're asking for this, but I'm actually have something better for you, tangibly yeah. better that is going to feel like it's different. Um, but then other times um, we, we do get the thing for them. So yeah. it was a couple of years later, we did buy him an Xbox and, um, but it was a different, it was in a different context and it was, right. um, and so there's nothing wrong uh, I used to feel weird every time I thought I wanted something that felt kind of like silly or extravagant or meaningless or whatever. I used to not like, I would not talk to God about it because mm-hmm. I felt like I was embarrassed. Mm. And then I realized, well, that's the dumbest thing ever. Right. Like, you want to tell him everything. Yeah. Like, God, yeah. I want this thing. And I think it's probably silly and meaningless. And so many times that like, or I, I say, God, I, I, I want what you want for me more than this. But I'm just telling you, like, right now, this is where my heart is. This is what I would love to do. And sometimes he has redirected my heart. Sometimes yeah. he has um, taken away that desire. So I just, like, after a week, I'm like, I don't even care. Why did I ever want that thing? Yeah. Um, and then other times he has shown me a way to desire that. And he's actually given me that thing and given me. And then I have freedom to enjoy it because I'm now receiving it as a gift from my father as opposed to this thing I'm sneaking off to the side. Yeah. You know, so by all means, want things and by all means, tell your father all the things that you want and then say, okay, my heart, my desires, all these things, they're yours. Like do, do with them, like shape in me what I want. And you'll find that you'll actually, you'll find, you'll find joy. There'll be times where you'll feel like, oh my goodness, God protected me from getting that thing. So sometimes you'll, you'll feel that joy. And then sometimes you'll feel the joy of, okay, he didn't give me this thing that I always wanted. Like healing is a big one of those. Like you're always going to want healing, but will he do something even greater in you where yeah. you just can't imagine any other situation? And then other times he'll actually give you the thing that you're asking for, but you'll be able to enjoy it because you handed all that over to him. You'll be able to enjoy it in a way that is so much better. So that thing is the same thing. You're just going to enjoy it even more when you enjoy it, enjoy it while you're abiding in Christ. So preach. There's that. <laughs> There's that now personalities, man. Yeah. So we're all different. I, uh, um, I have, uh, you're looking at the clock. I have no idea where we are on the clock. Right so, yeah, whatever. Um, we, uh, I have two, I have two really close friends, um, who, who, uh, who I've known since high school and college and they have like polar opposite personalities. Mm-hmm. And we, I used to joke with them that, uh, if one of them, um, uh, we'll call him Ryan, if Ryan, um, cause that's his name. I'm assuming that's his name. <laughs> he doesn't listen to this. <laughs> they, um, so we used to say like, well, when Ryan would, uh, as far as like waiting on the Lord, that idea, Ryan tends to be very calculated and patient and sometimes even, you know, might, he might say timid. And so we used to say like that idea of like, well, I just want to go until God shuts a door, you know, see if God opens hmm. this door or shuts a door. So I have one friend, Ryan, who, when he, we, we would joke that he would go up to a door and if there's any kind of like breeze, like that just possibly is like, wait, is that a door shutting? Was that, was that caused by a door? You know, and he's still like a hundred feet away from the door and like everything, everything is a sign hmm. that God is saying, no, don't, don't go any further on this. And then I had this other friend, Jeremy, who, uh, who we'll call Jeremy because that's his name, um, that he could run into a brick wall 
and still say like, well, but maybe, maybe I just didn't push on it right. Like, surely that's not a closed door. Like he just will run through things and, and not, and by evidence of the fact, for example, that he did not get accepted into a graduate school. And instead of just saying, okay, like most people would do, he showed up for freshman orientation anyway, and they let him in. It is one of my favorite things that ever happened. Like we're all going, well, obviously, Jeremy, this is not what God has for you. And he's like, no, I think it is. And he shows up. He shows up. Shows up. And they say, that's impressive. Okay. So (laughs) we have different personalities. Some people are are more cautious and timid and are sometimes even ruled by this fear of like, what if I do something that God doesn't want for me? And so everything gets interpreted Mm -hmm. as... I guess I shouldn't do this. And then we have other people who are more impulsive and just like run out ahead and be like, ah, I'm sure this is great. And then, oh. and so you're going to wait differently. Uh, like I tend to be more impulsive. Shockingly, I tend to be more like, well, then let's just go do this right now. And so for me, waiting looks like giving space and mm-hmm. time. It looks like what we often think of as waiting for, for me. I have to, um, I have to spend time in prayer and just let it kind of, I have to kind of sit and wait on, on God's timing. And then, mm. um, whereas somebody, there are actually other areas in my life where I tend to be more timid and more like mm. calculating. And in those times I have to like waiting might actually be taking steps of faith. Yeah. So, um, if I can, if I can try to rephrase this in a, a helpful way and then you can, you can, <laughs> you can then translate it. But, if you tend, I mean, a, a general rule of thumb is if you tend to be more impulsive and more action oriented, then your waiting may look very much like what we think of waiting. Like you need, like maybe it means to slow down. Maybe it means that when you think something's really urgent, you say, okay, God, I know I feel like this is urgent, but nothing is urgent for you. Yeah. So I'm going to slow down and I'm going to give this to you and I'm going to, I'm going to wait 24 hours and then I'm going to rethink something that could be helpful in that is to journal out your thoughts. So I found this really helpful when I feel like something's really urgent and I'm like, well, but obviously this would be God's will and we should do this. If I journal out all the reasons why I think it's so clearly God's will and so you know obvious, and then I go back and read that 24 hours later, hmm. that often is a really good sign. Cause if I go yeah. back and read that and go, well, that that's a silly reason. Like right. that doesn't mean anything. Right. Then I can start to see, okay, God, you're kind of leading me away from this. Like I don't actually feel that way anymore. And then other times I'll come back to it and say, amen. Yes. All those things are true. I should definitely like that is a, that's something that would help me, um, move forward more confidently at that point. That's really wise because you're, it'll, it allows you enough time to filter out. Is this my impulsiveness? Right. Is this my third cup of coffee speaking? Yes. Or is this actually like it's really that important right now and, and allowing that space to, to come back in a different, slightly different context. You don't have the exact same pressures that you had the day before you don't have like, like it, it just gives you fresh eyes to see that. And, and yeah. And if you look at that list and you go, this is every bit as urgent as it was yesterday, then that's, that's meaningful. It is meaningful. And, and on the flip side, if you find yourself being more of a timid person, that you just, you have a hard time like stepping out and like making that commitment to making that decision, then waiting might look like taking 
small steps in those directions. So sometimes you'll hear people say, oh, well, waiting on God is going until he redirects or shuts a door. Well, that tends to work better with a personality that, that has a hard time motivating themselves to just act on what they think maybe God is impressing them to do. Right. So, you know, for example, um, well, I was thinking if you go into, maybe you go into a, a, a store or coffee shop and you feel like God is impressing on you to go and talk to this person and, and you know, the impulsive person might just be like, I'm going and, and like they've gotten through the gospel before the person has even, you know, looked up and said, said hello or anything has happened. But the other person might just sit there and be like, well, I don't know. Like I'm going to go walk around the entire store. And if that person is still standing there, then, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay out a fleece. God, right. if you want me to tell the gospel to this stranger, have them walk over to me and ask me, do you know anyone who knows the gospel and can explain it to me? Right. And if they do that, I will totally share it with <laughs> totally them. Totally like, share it them. So I think, um, so, but for that person, then maybe the, the answer is, well, then when I felt timid like that, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to walk over towards them. Yeah. And God, if like, I'm going to walk, I'm just going to walk. And, and then, and then once I'm there, I'm going to say hi. Right. And then if they respond with hello, then I'm going to, (laughs) like, I'm just going to go little step by step. I I don't have to, I don't have to commit to the whole thing. I don't have to figure out everything, but if you tend to be a little more cautious, then, then maybe when you're moving, you'll start to be able to see and discern things. Right. I need, I need a little bit of inertia. I need a little forward momentum. So then God can actually direct that thing. If I never take a step toward the door, if I never reach out for the handle, I'll never know if it's open or locked. So the, I think, uh, what do you think about this? It seems like this is an easier, like a lack of, if we're going to say like uh, an unwillingness to wait on God, you know, there's, there's sinful aspects in that, right? There's self-reliance, there's a lack of faith, there's, um, and so if we, if we look at the sinful aspects of that, I would argue that's much easier to see, point out, and address in the proactive, aggressive person, right? Because that seems much more like, well, you're obviously taking the bull by the horns, trying to take matters into your own hands. And, and so we can see very clearly the sin in that versus the more cautious person, which is the direction that I happen to lean. It, that can be way more subtle. And we can even hide behind a bit of a false spirituality in that, where we can say, well, I'm just, I'm just waiting on God. I'm being faithful. I'm being patient. When the reality is I'm, I'm being apathetic or I'm being lazy, or I'm being cowardly, and just saying, well, I'm not going to move forward until, like, God literally, like a bush that is on fire, that is not being consumed, says, Robbie, n- now, go go now, now's the time. Right. So, so I would, I, I think it can, it can be deceptive, like, h- how to know, how to help one another, particularly those, those like me, who lean more towards caution, um, to know when, when am I really being patient? You know, so for you, it's, it's writing down those things and coming back later. Um, for me, it's, it's writing down, what am I waiting for? Why am I waiting for that thing? And looking at that Mm. list and going, are these active steps that I'm taking or is this 
immobility? Am I not actually moving forward? Everything on the list is, well, I need this to happen. I need this to happen. I need this to happen. I'm not doing any of that. I'm not engaged in any of that stuff. I'm sitting here doing nothing, just waiting until everything falls into place, which is not actually waiting on God. Mm-hmm. That's just, that's lazy apathy. Right. Like, like that's, that's, that's doing nothing. Like, so, so that idea of active waiting and helping one another go like, just, you know, the, the, the patient mm-hmm. person can be just as bad at waiting as the aggressive, you know, or, or ambitious person. It just looks so different, and it's much easier for the timid, cautious person to kind of hide behind a false spirituality in that. Um, That's so interesting you think that. I think, so it's probably just because of the way we're wired. I think it's easier for people like me to hide because everything looks like it's a big step of faith. Like, wow, you you just walked right up to that person. Wow, you just, you know, wrote that check. Wow, you just went and did that. You just went and did that thing. And I'm sitting there thinking, yeah, I just did that impulsively. Like I, I don't, I don't know that I was actually relying on God in that. Um, you know, so it's that I think, I think we all just feel like. Are you saying that we can all hide behind our personalities in sinful ways? That is what I'm saying. And I think it stands out more. Like for you, you're like, well, obviously this is how you hide because you know how you hide behind that. And I know how I hide behind mine. And, um, I, you know, and I don't know if one way of, of looking at this, I was just thinking as you were, as you were talking about that was that phrase, wait, wait on the Lord that for the impulsive person, maybe the emphasis in that phrase is wait. Hmm. Like you want to do things for God. You want to like be out there. You want to, you want to be used. You want to do these things. And so the key in that phrase is wait. And for hmm. the more timid person, the more cautious person the part of that maybe that we need to emphasize is on the Lord. Like it's natural Mm. for you to just wait and to be slow to, to act on this thing, but make sure that what you're doing is actually on the Lord that, and so it's, so it's actually an active seeking. So for the cautious person and really for both waiting is actually an active seeking of God. Yes. It's not, it's not inaction. It's not apathy. It's not, distraction which a lot of times like we i mean you think about how we wait right now in our culture does anybody wait like the way we had to wait like remember remember how to, you like, could almost just end, end that right. sentence right there does right. anybody wait yeah because we we distract ourselves while we wait right you know like you do you remember like sitting in a doctor's office waiting room as a kid right and there's like one clifford book right and you've already burned through all three of the highlights magazines that were sitting there that's it and there's nothing there's there wasn't even tvs then like they didn't weren't playing movies there were no phones no tablets and you know this is not like a ah, this generation doesn't know what it's like but there is something to that of um we just we don't even know how to wait anymore and we Mm. think of waiting as just like doing nothing it's not it's it's actually an active pursuit of, of jesus and so I think one of the ways we help each other then is to help us like ask good questions of people like confess. So first of all, confess to friends, to people you're walking with. Hey, this is what my natural tendency is. My natural tendency is towards inaction and I call it waiting, but it's not really. And so, so ask your friends to help you. Like when you see me being passive, 
call that out in me yep. so that I know like, okay, so, and maybe that phrase is, so if I see you doing that and you know, you have, you've given me that permission or whatever, but when I see you being passive, like then maybe I want to in like say, okay, I know you're waiting and you're being patient, but are you waiting on the Lord? Right. And then I can say to you, Hey, I, you know, I tend to be like impulsive. Well, that's where you can say like, are you, are you waiting? Like, are you actually yeah. waiting? Or are you trying to accomplish this on your own and just, you know, running out ahead. Um, so I think that's one way yeah. that we can help one another is by opening ourselves up to saying, this is where I, my tendencies are. And if you're trying to help somebody who's struggling with waiting right now, then you can ask that question. Like, well, where do you, where do you naturally fall? Do you yeah. tend to take matters into your own hands and just say like, well, act, you know, a, a, a wrong action is better than no action. Um, or do you tend to be a person that's like more concerned about like, I, if I'm going to do something, I want to do the right thing. Like, I don't want to mess up here. And, um, and then, and then from that, you can kind of give godly counsel and encouragement of what does it yeah. look like for them to wait on the Lord? Yeah. Is it, is it unhelpful to ask either personality how, how are you actively waiting yeah. right now? Yeah. And then, and then when they answer, um, why, like, why, why is that the, the mm. thing that you're doing right now to, to, um, you know, not in a, like an interrogation, why, <laughs> but to just say, you know, why, why, why is that the step that you're taking right yeah. now to, to just take that extra step? Because we, we yeah. so seldom think about our motivations. Why am I responding this way? Why am I moving forward in this way? Or why am I refusing to move forward? And and to, to say, okay, well, this is what I'm, if I say, well, I'm doing nothing. Okay, well, then let's work on that. Or I'm doing these 10 things. Okay, that's a lot. Okay, to, to go, okay, well, why why are you doing that? What's your motivation for that? And to be able to tease out, you know, well, because this is what I see scripturally is a faithful way to do that. Awesome. Let me encourage you in that. Or, well, because I don't think God's going to do it. Not awesome. Like let's let me encourage you in that and 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 talk about what God's doing. Like, but to to be able to get to that, like why am I responding in the way or not responding in the way that I am right now? To just to kind of recalibrate those motivations. Am I am I taking the actions I'm taking right, right now because I don't believe God's going to do anything? Well, I want to surface that so I can deal with that lack of faith. Um, why am I not doing anything? I want to surface that and deal with that lack of faith right? Right. because they're both, they're both a lack of faith. Um, and, and I want to, and, and if I'm, if you can ask me that and I can say, this is, this is what waiting is looking like for me. And you go, why? And I can go, well, because I think this is what faithfulness looks like until I have a better answer. And you can respond with right on, man. Like that's, that's awesome. Like that's so encouraging it was so encouraging when we were in that waiting with our daughter and, and someone could say like, that's good. Like, I think that's the right thing to do yeah. at this point. That was unbelievably life-giving when you feel like I'm doing nothing, I'm powerless in this thing to hear someone say, oh, that's what you're doing and that's why you're doing it. Man, that's awesome. Like God can totally work in that. Like, that's I mean, I could totally see, I could see somebody saying like, man, if that were me, I'd just jump on a plane and like go, you know, go like kidnap her from the, you know, and, right. and so then there'd be times where you're wondering like, oh, was that, 
is that what I'm supposed to be doing? Right. Like, am I not? Am I supposed to just be waiting? Am Which I ultimately, know? apart from the kidnapping part, right. is what we ended yeah, up having. Like, went. we got to a point of saying, like, if this, if we don't do this ourselves, it's not going to happen. Yeah. And, but it took a long time yeah. for us to get there, and it was God's timing that yeah. at the moment we arrived, and that was the t- that was the only time it could have possibly yeah. happened. So, um, and it took that long to get God to work yeah. my kind of personality to go. I just need to get on a plane and fly halfway around the world and just make it happen. Yeah. Because you know me well enough to go, that's not typically how I roll. No. Um, but the timing of that is so critical. Right. Like you realize, like, so even though that was, and that goes against our personality of thinking, like, there's a right, like, it's black and white, like, that then we, we get rid of all nuance. And so the, the, right. the decision to get on the plane and go get her would not have been the right decision right. earlier. If I had done that in the first month, it would have been disastrous, absolutely disastrous. Right. And so, so, yeah, so the timing and all this matters. Yeah. You know, I think in you in what you hit on there, I think is so critical, and that maybe will wrap a bow on it, is the, um, it's what is done in faith. Yeah. I mean, it's such a simple question to ask yourself, and what I have to ask myself is, okay, is my inaction done in faith? Or is it is it done, that's what you're talking about, the motivations. Is it done because of fear? Is it done because of apathy or laziness no. if i'm not acting if i'm not um then am i not acting because of my faith in god that he is i'm trying to respond in faithfulness if i am acting am i responding am i acting in faith yes that's right because at the end of the day whatever you do you do it for the glory of god whatever you do you do in faith so making the quote unquote right decision without faith is not pleasing to god no making the quote-unquote right decision to go over and share the gospel with someone, but in reliance on your own spiel, on your own self-righteousness, on your own, that that is not pleasing to God. But going in faith um, is. Taking a new job and, and pursuing that new job in faith is pleasing to God. Doing it apart from that is, yeah. is not. And we... I think we, we so want to boil things down to like, well, what's the right decision? Well, always the right decision is whatever you do, do it in faith in God and his goodness and trusting in him. And to the glory of God. And, yeah. he, and whatever you do to the glory of God. And if you, and trusting him that he will steer you. He's never, he's never the God of door number one or door number two. And if you pick door number two, well then... You made the wrong choice. Tough luck you, for moved, you. you moved you into the wrong it. house. And so right. that house isn't blessed now. And right. you if you'd have gone in the other house, he just doesn't he doesn't do that. He's yeah. a father who is shaping us and taking us somewhere. He he's not he's not this series of choose your own adventures and hopefully you end up with him at the end. Mm-hmm. He's actually walking with you on on this road. So I hope that's encouraging to in in your waiting. We didn't even get into I mean, we, we didn't even dig into the whole waiting because I know what a lot of people are waiting for is to be delivered from something. And so um, so here we got talking more about like, should I go do this thing or should I not? But, you know, what happens when you're, um, you know, when you're waiting to be delivered from a situation? And, and by the way, I think even to that end, just be reminded again that your father is sovereign over all these things. And so the waiting is not without purpose. It is actually the best thing he could be doing. And so 
I have found in those situations when I've been waiting for something is to remind myself that that what he is doing right now is is actually better and do I believe that and and then and then my desires can be you know shaped around that and saying God give me faith I believe this mm-hmm. but help my unbelief in this um and that kind of turns it inward and now I'm looking at what God is doing in me and in those around me. I was just talking with somebody who um, was just going through a really hard trial and um, they just said, you know, we're talking about someone else in their life of like, wow, they pray differently now. Hmm. Like prayer life has changed. Hmm. Yeah. And you're saying that's, that's a really beautiful gift. And you realize that wouldn't have happened without these trials, right. without this waiting on these other things. And so God always cares more about you and your heart than he does about the circumstances around you. And, yeah. and, and he knows how those affect you, but he has never, he loves his children more than he loves like the purposes that he created them for. Like, he does, Cause he doesn't need anything from us. Right. He doesn't need me to co- accomplish his mission. The reason why he puts me here and does this and takes me on these waiting isn't, it, it's not cause it achieves something he couldn't achieve on his own it's because of his love for me. It's his love for you. And so hopefully whatever you are waiting on right now, you understand that it is, it is purposeful. It is intentional. It comes from your father's hand and his greatest concern is his, his greatest motivation is his love for you, which glorifies his, his kindness and his, the fact that he is love. Amen, man. Excellent bow. Good way to, I, good I feel way like to wrap this, that up. Well, man. I feel like this, this should have been a this should have been the sermon. Well, hopefully, if people listen to this, is the part yeah. Why two. didn't you just preach that? Why didn't Jay? You that just was really that? good. I should have. No, I, yeah. If I would have, I would have maybe gotten a better, a different reaction from you than if like uh, my thoughts are that it was okay. <laughs> oh, dude, I, I I hope that uh, all of you listening were as encouraged by that as I was. Um, and if so, we would love to hear from you if you. If this has stirred any questions, we would love to hear that. If this has stirred any encouragement, we would love to hear that as well. So um, you can always catch us on a Sunday morning here at Faith or uh, connect with us at connect at faithpeshtigo.com is the email address to use. Uh, In the meantime, grace and peace to you.